0: Hello and welcome to the third episode of the wisdom from the smiling panda podcast this is your host Kushagra Singh and I am so very happy to welcome you to this episode now this episode is a bit special to my heart it's because of janmashtami so i celebrated janmashtami yesterday and uh, the entire world and especially in india Actually, we celebrated it over three days. So today being 13th of August, when I'm recording this episode, that is also a day where some people are celebrating Janamashmi, some people celebrated it yesterday, some people celebrated it day before. It is a very, very special festival connected to a very, very special person. Especially for me, he has been the guiding light for all that I have managed to do in my life and all that I shall if I continue to live and breathe. And... uh, In today's episode, I want to talk a bit about my own personal connection to Krishna, how Krishna came into my life and how Krishna can be of help and assistance on your own personal life journey. So I was in class 11th, I was about to give my final exams and I was a science stream student and uh, as most of the kids in India who take up science, I did not feel inclined to do so. I was, um, I would not say forced, but I did not have any other option. So I chose science and I was in the science stream and when the exams were approaching my final exams, this was 2007 Feb. My exams were supposed to be held in March. I was very nervous and I was nervous and also scared and why because I thought I'll flunk most of my exams like especially the ones connected to science that was physics and chemistry so we had five subjects at that point in time English maths physics chemistry and economics so maths was fortunately sorted out for me English I loved economics was easy at least I considered it to be easy and then but physics and chem was my Achilles heel and I was really 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 scared and at that point in time as most of us do you turn towards something divine something a higher power you want to reach out you want to seek help you want to seek external assistance and so that is what I wanted now in my family what I had observed not just in my family but in the society around we used to treat the divine as an order supplier or as somebody who was supposed to give judgments for us so that meant that uh, one had to approach god if you needed something if you needed some desire to be fulfilled like a business deal or when you were like praying that whatever bad deed that you did any bad shit that you did that should be overlooked right so It was a very limited understanding of God. And uh, so I turned towards the Bhagavad Gita. And I did not turn towards the Bhagavad Gita to gain any knowledge about life, beyond life, soul, karma, jnana, bhakti, all the topics, you know, majorly the topics that the Bhagavad Gita talks about. I went into, delved into the Bhagavad Gita because I had heard that a person who reads the Bhagavad Gita gets some punyam. Now, punyam means some positive merit. And I realized, oh my God, I need some positive merit if I have to pass this exam because I realized that I was not studying A and I had no inclination to study B. And even when I tried to study, I couldn't really grasp what was available in front of me. So it was it was a very precarious situation, at least for me. Now, when I look back, the 16-year-old me back in 2007, it was tough. It was like one of the most toughest assignments of life yet and and add to that all the pressure around from your family and relatives and people who I haven't seen in years calling me up and they're asking me, oh, you know, we want IIT and I'm like, oh my God, they're thinking about IIT. I can't even exam uh, pass the 11th class examination that is in front of me. And so On such an occasion, I turned to the Bhagavad Gita. Now, when I start reading it, I start chanting the verses with whatever little Sanskrit that I know, I also, by a fortuitive uh, coincidence, I also realized, hey, why don't I just read what's written? And when I started reading what was written as the translation, it all started making sense. I realized, hey, hang on, this may or may not give me some positive merit, some punyam, but this it's very interesting you know what what's what's being spoken about here how to perform your duties how to perform your karma the knowledge about the body what lies beyond the body the nature of the divine and it all just blew my mind i had thought that i'll just read the verses and uh, you know get on with my punyam business and then you know offer this to the divine supreme and ask the divine supreme hey see i have generated a lot of merit and please help me pass but this really changed my worldview. this changed my life completely now if somebody asks me would you like to go back into your life before the bhagavad-gita arrived in your life i would definitely say no because i can't even bear to think of life before 16 it's not that i've not done obnoxious things i've done tremendously obnoxious things which really makes me wilt in shame and guilt and regret on so many things, even after the Bhagavad Gita came into my life. But still, the Gita gave me the wisdom to come out of all even my mistakes with grace. I read that book within a month before my exams began. And I was a changed person. I was no longer afraid of the exams. I was heck not no longer even afraid of passing or failing. Because I likened my situation to arjuna's who was about to go into a battlefield now arjuna was very very capable he knew his subjects unlike me but arjuna was just confused and he turned towards krishna he asked krishna that i am your surrendered disciple i'm surrendering to you O lord and please guide me and uh, so did i now to arjuna again krishna said that it doesn't matter whether you win or lose you just have to do your duty the very, very famous verse from the Bhagavad Gita, the second chapter, 47th verse, those words really, really struck with me at that point in time when I read the Gita. Which means that Krishna says, Oh, dear human, you have the right to perform your prescribed duty. You can only do... What is in front of you You can perform your action, but the result of your action is a combination of many forces. It just can't be determined by your will. And these things really blew my mind and what I realized after reading the Gita that I was here sick, worried about what the results will be of my exams rather than actually trying to put in the effort of studying whatever it is that I knew. And so I did that. Very comfortably, I passed my exams, surprise, surprise, and my life just took a new direction and change. Why I say that is because I got really, really interested in this personality called Krishna. Thus far in my life, whenever I heard the name of Krishna, I could only think of, you know, as usually people do, who do not know anything about him, it's either uh, but a thief, the dance that he did with the gopis, the Raslila, or uh, you know, then you think about the Gita. But when I read this, and I realized that uh, this is the first time that somebody willing to take responsibility, this is this person comes across as a divine divine figure who who doesn't scare you, who doesn't. Um, doesn't want to pass off judgments another thing that really blew my mind when i was reading the gita that krishna in the end he says uh, after he's given the lecture to arjuna he ge- or given the sermon or given the knowledge he says oh Arjuna, thakru. i mean do as you desire i've given you the knowledge i mean no strings attached bro and i was like wow you know what this, this is a very, very new idea of religion, this is a very new idea of dharma. And I was really, really attracted and then I wanted to learn and study more about him. And so I spent the next entire one year really researching about Krishna and getting to read about him from various scriptures like the Srimad Bhagwat Mahapuran, which describes in detail all the pastimes of Bhagwan Krishna and uh, getting the association of some of his lovers. Because say, if you want to know about somebody, you approach their friends you know, their friends, their family, the people who really love the person. So I fortunately got the association and and I realized now, at least I realize after, it's been 13 years since, more than 13 years now since Krishna made an appearance in my life. Everybody connects to him in such a unique and beautiful manner. You know, some consider him to be their best friend, some think of him as their guide, some think of Krishna as their lover, some even think of Krishna as their enemy, some think of him as their kid. And there are so many different ways in, in which people connect to Krishna. You know, some like to chant his names to connect to him, some like to sing his names to connect to him, some like to read about him to connect to him, some like to visualize him, meditate on him to connect to him and um, some write to him some like to go and see him in person that is in his sri form or in the temple just so many ways so so many ways and throughout the history i've realized that if you read krishna's character very carefully you will find that there is none like him you know everybody is definitely unique but the uniquest of all unique people to have existed is krishna because the way he just encompasses all the colors of life it is absolutely magnificent whether it is being a guide here to arjuna being even a chariot driver which is a driver basically just imagine right the person who's a king king maker and everything he's being out of his love he's driving the chariot of his friend stealing butter as a kid you know doing all the the dance with the gopis having so many wives liberating people freeing women of tyranny of tyrants being a impeccable warrior and whatnot a dancer a flute player so you won't find anybody like krishna and i definitely became a fan i would not say that i fell in love or um, i've become that word that we use for the lovers of krishna devotee but i definitely became a fan as i was a fan of batman or as i was a fan of manchester united i became a fan of krishna and uh, as i've realized just by connecting to him so many problems of my life they've just frittered away i have hardly had you know a week at a stretch of problems in my life otherwise everything is just very easily being taken care by Krishna and I he never actually comes and uh, gives a notification that oops I see I helped you out but he's just there like a silent guardian a watchful protector you know he's the he's my shining not dark knight but he's my shining white knight in fact he is dark so I can call him my dark knight so just like that, he's been around. I remember once my car broke down in the middle of the road, although it was it was during the daytime, but I was pretty inexperienced while driving cars and I got really, really scared. I didn't know whom to call and I thought if I call my father, he he may get angry and I had nobody else to call, no, no other friend that was coming to my mind and all of a sudden, somebody just came. Somebody came and uh, they just helped me out. They helped me out in starting the car. And I I still can't get over it because whenever I go through that stretch of road, I never see that person again. I never ever see that person again. That person came in the form of a mechanic. And, you know, I'm not saying that Krishna came, but help is given. You know, there's a beautiful dialogue in um, Harry Potter. Dumbledore says to Harry that uh, whosoever desires help shall always get it, if so he desires. I'm paraphrasing here, yeah, I don't remember the exact dialogue because it's been decades since I read the Harry Potter book, but uh, it's the same with Krishna. He doesn't demand anything. You read the Gita, he says Patram Pushpam Falam Toyam yome Bhaktya Prachati, that even if somebody offers me with love, with gratitude, a flower, a fruit, even water, a leaf, if nothing else, I accept it. So. He's he's not somebody who's after huge offerings. I mean, some if people like to do it, that that's wonderful. But he just wants your heart. You know, when people talk about him stealing butter, he just steals people's hearts. Butter is it's it's a very nice metaphor for him stealing hearts. And I realized in so many instances in college where uh, I realized that I uh, a teacher would have failed me in an internal exam, but in the external, I would get extra marks somehow just being there for me, you know, whenever problems are coming into my life, I've always found that Krishna is there. Not as somebody who's judging me, not as somebody who's admonishing me, but somebody who's just there with me, so that I can learn my lessons, so that I can grow. And when I realize that when I'm, whenever my mind is overcome with hate, with greed, with anger, with lust, I always remind myself of his presence and automatically I find most of my biases frittering away. I'm never able to hold on to them and that is just the magic of Krishna and as I just told you that people have their own unique ways of connecting to Krishna. I also invite you to learn more about Krishna because he is somebody who's beyond any kind of religion. He says in fact the final Instruction of Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita is Sarvadharmana Aham So Krishna is inviting each and every one of us to go beyond religion. In fact, he says, you just come to me, surrender to me. Allow me to take care of all your worries. I will take you beyond all kinds of fears and uh, all kinds of um, pap, right? Or bad karma or bad vibes. Please don't be afraid. Connecting to Krishna does not require you to leave certain things. People sometimes think that, oh, I can only connect to Krishna if I, you know, perhaps shave off my hair or, you know, leave things, whatever things are considered to be moral by religion, be it smoking, drinking or, you know, having sex for that matter, anything like that. See, you live as you want to, right? So Krishna is too big to not, uh, and also the smallest, than the smallest, bigger than the biggest, he is... The Paramatma himself. This is my understanding of what I have read and learnt about him and experienced about him. So he will not um, make any excuses to not be a part of your life, right? He will be a part of your life if so you desire, no matter what you're doing. And you then allow him to see what parts of your life need an update, what parts of your life need to remain constant. Because again, he says in the Gita, again, turn back to Gita, he says that the people who come to me, who love me, for them, I take care of what they have, and I try and fulfill what they lack. So never have this fear that, oh, I'll not be enough. For Krishna, you're always enough. And he is one deity that when you connect to, you do start feeling enough in your life. And he has his own magical ways. He can be a little um, Tedha as well. He can he can also play pranks on you. Tedha means somebody who is a little uh, complicated sometimes. But he's all mellow, all sweetness. And um, so once again, I invite you two to please, please, please try and inquire about him. So if you ask me, oh, Kushagra, please tell us how can we know more about Krishna. You can read a wonderful book called uh, The Krishna Book by the name is Krishna book by Srila Prabhupada, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. It is available at Amazon. You can find it on Kindle. It is also available at these con temples. And even before that, I would suggest that try and do a sincere reading and study of the Bhagavad Gita that can guide your life. I mean, it can guide you till your end, till the end of your life. It, it It's beautiful, beautiful wisdom. In, in all these 13 years, I've delved into multiple, multiple times, even when the lockdown began, me and a few friends, we all gathered together and we used to study the Gita daily and I always find something new for my life, something relevant for my life and it really, really puts you in a state of peace, calm, love, acceptance, tolerance and also gives your life a purpose, a mission. You realize, okay, each and every life is important. Each and every life has a purpose. And uh, you also start living more in joy and harmony. And what else do we want in life, right? What else do we want? We want more joy. We want more harmony in our life. Because that is where we are descending from, according to the Vedic understanding. It is said that anando Brahmhiti vajana, that the origin of everything is ananda or bliss, And we are a part of that place. We are descending from that place. And that is why we are always trying to find that. Yeah. So please do try and inquire more about Krishna. If you have any specific requests that if I, if you want to learn more about Krishna, please do let me know once you hear the podcast. Although, yes, I have promised that we will be going through a journey of the Gita. And if Krishna desires and if he's really, really, um, wants me to do it I will definitely would want to bring you more stories from Krishna's personal life that can help you know more about the person behind the divinity behind um, what is projected out into the world by um, his lovers or the people who hate him or the people who don't like him because there are all kinds of people out there you know what What exactly can we know about Krishna through his personal life what, what can he teach us all those things I would love to bring to you. Thank you so very much for listening through through the end of the episode. I hope I was able to add some value through the story of mine. My purpose, again, was to try and bring a bit of Krishna into your life. And uh, it is my wish, it is my sincerest, sincerest wish, and even a blessing, being a soul, that uh, if you hear this, may Krishna bless your life with a lot of sweetness, a lot of abundance, and a lot of vibrant health right? Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you again in another episode. Bye bye. God bless.